0: We all get swag which is genuinely what i thought it stood for matt just informed me it comes from a nordic word swedish norwegian i don't know something along those lines (laughs) it goes back with swagger showing off so you get promotional products to show off Uh, we've all been given things that are super cool at a bunch of different conferences and probably a lot of us send them to clients as part of our shock and awe package or a closed case package or maybe to show appreciation to employees So I really am super excited to be able to bring Matt Deutschman on with Double Take Promotions to talk about the best way to do this. So you're not just paying a bunch of money to give somebody something that ends up in the trash, but truly a way to show that wonderful appreciation. So for those of you that don't know Matt, he owns Double Take Promotional Marketing, specializing in promotional products, branded merchandise and custom decorated apparel. Matt and his team take a strategic marketing approach to working with clients to understand their brand and target market, I don't know if that sounds familiar to everybody. That's what we push all the time. And from there provide that effective solution to their marketing goals. Doubletake has established expertise, working with clients in the finance, professional services, advertising, marketing, higher education and construction industries. Matt likes to say that promo products are an advertising tactic, but what he's most interested in are the strategic initiatives that Doubletake can support. Most often those initiatives are in the realm of client appreciation referral generation, culture building, employee engagement, and of course, recruiting. Through the, co- the consultative process, he employs Matt's able to uncover needs and establish himself as the go-to resource to his clients and as a connector between his clients and other professionals. He's a fourth generation in his family in the industry, founded Double Take in 2010. He's also a children's book author, published his first book in 2020. He's got another one coming out for the holidays. His work can be found at www.mattdeutschman.com, D-E-U-T-S-C-H-M-A-N.com. And when it comes to double-take promotional marketing, talks about two different things. One, the distinct group of client industries they focus on, which allows them to develop that true expertise in those verticals. And two, taking that strategic approach to understanding the client's organization on a foundational level, rather than just throwing stupid product ideas at the wall. And hoping something sticks. Matt, I am super excited to have you with us today.
1: Glad to be here. Thanks, Jordan. Svaga, <laughs> the Nordic term for swagger. Yes. <laughs> there
0: we go. I love it. So for anybody who is listening to this and not watching it and therefore can't pull up the comments that will drop, um, what's the best way, I guess, what's the website for Double Take?
1: Yeah, Double Take website is doubletakepromotionalmarketing.com.
0: It's long words, but it's all just spelled normally. There we go. Super easy. All right. So we're going to talk, Matt Deutschman as the man with lots of swag, how to use promotional products to show true appreciation. That's our topic of conversation for today. Before we get into that though, I do want to talk about our most recent episode. Our most recent episode, we had two guests on, Yev Muchnik and Jason Weiner. We talked about employee-owned firms or really how you put your employees first and truly create that employee-centric firm to not only attract, but then retain the best staff. I know as everybody goes to the great resignation, it's a huge thing. So you might want to pick up some of the pointers from that episode. Um, but one of those is going to be about promotional products to show true appreciation. So we will dive into that with Matt here. Um, so Matt, now that we are here talking about swag promo products, true appreciation, I'd like to start with your story. I love the concept of four generations in the industry, but talk to me about like your journey in that.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Well, so my great grandfather, Paul, and my grandfather, Maynard founded the Paul May Company back in 1935. It was a factory in New York City. They were making vinyl desk folders and portfolios and wallets and card cases, all custom imprinted for the promotional products industry. My dad ran the company for 30 plus years. Um, and uh, after college, I went to work for my dad on kind of a temporary basis, just needed something uh, stable while I was doing some other things. And uh, he was going through a move in his factory. And so I was on the supplier side of the industry and got to really learn a lot about it. Um One day, I was looking out the window of my dad's office, and there was a strip mall next door with like five or six stores. And I said to my dad, Hey, I bet you I could make at least one sale just talking to the owners of those businesses' And, um, you know, he he said, all right, give it a shot. But the the way the promotional products industry is set up, we have suppliers, which my dad was, and then we have distributors, which I am now, um, who then sell to the individual clients. Suppliers don't sell direct. So my dad put me in contact with a friend of his who was a longtime distributor, a client of his. I went to work for that gentleman on a kind of a part-time commission-only basis and thought it would be a lot of fun to drive around my hometown in New York and knock on doors of businesses all day. and. I learned shortly that that was not uh, the way to really effectively um get sales it wasn't wasn't the greatest use of my time just driving around but I learned a lot and you know faced a lot of rejection which I think uh you know makes you stronger in business and sets you up for you know for some kind of future success or learning so that's yeah. kind of how
0: it started uh, we had tracy matney on about a week or so ago talking about um selling like encyclopedias and like literally she would sprint door to door just so she would not have time to let it sink in about people like slamming the door in her face or her sure. with a hose um Good but idea. i, I want to use this in a productive manner from the law firm owners because look we yeah. get rejection yeah. all the time we suck at sales can you walk <laughs> me through some of that methodology of the transition that you made like look driving around wasn't the best use of my time instead it was better to do what
1: yeah, well, so first, someone recommended I start this thing called networking. I didn't, I didn't know what that was, right? So, um, that's where I, networking, building relationships with people, getting to know people, understanding what what you need, not just trying to sell you something, um, you know, and really becoming a, a good connector and listening and and understanding the inner workings of other people's businesses. That's where I started to really see traction um, when I was able to, to be of use to someone other than just the products and services that I sell. Um, so, I mean, you know, in a sense that is related to um, to this advertising medium that that we do, um, because like you said in, in the, the rundown of, of my bio, um, it's not just about throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it sticks. It's really getting deep and understanding our clients, understanding, um, you know, uh their target market which i know is something that you're huge about with uh, with your law firm clients is understand your ideal customer understand who you're really um you know going after um and then you can st- when you start there you can then build out a strategy for how best to reach that individual um it's you know called account-based marketing a lot in b2b these days so that's that's kind of the approach that we take
0: well and look for those of you that follow me, you know I talk about making things consistent and cohesive and genuine. So look at what Matt's talking about here. Like, look, I am building true relationships with people to connect our businesses who I then want to get to know on a good basis so that we actually understand their product and their needs so that we can fill it in the right manner. This isn't a situation where you're you know, running a bunch of ads about how I understand your law firm. Like, let's get these products. Like, you're really starting that from day one. Um, and I just freaking love it, man. And I appreciate the shout out because, like, that is totally... Well, we talk about because guess what as you know and as your clients know it's the way to be more effective by really knowing by making these things connect by making this true understanding
1: yeah i, w- I once i mean just a quick story i once had uh, a client tell me oh, i just you know i just found this thing in my junk drawer can you can you do these i would love to give them as as gifts for my clients and i was like where'd you find it if <laughs> you found it in your junk drawer? is that where you wanted to wind up you know so we have to really like we have to understand the the psychology of our target market and understand you know demographically any way you slice it who that person is what they're doing how how they profile um, you know the things that are going to be important to them and make the the most uh, the most um, you know immediate impact upon receipt and then also uh, have staying power to have long lasting impact and something that people are really going to use over time um, and just you know feel that appreciation. Going forward on a long-term basis.
0: So, So, oops, sorry. Yeah. So, I want to break this down into five categories. I think. I mean, you broke this down into five categories. I think this makes the most sense. We're talking about client appreciation, referral generation, culture building, employee engagement, and recruiting. Am I right in those five?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are so again, like that. You know, I'm. It it sounds weird for someone who you know runs a product based business to say, but I'm product agnostic. I don't care what. Products my clients do as long as it's most effective for their strategic initiatives that they're working on. And so, those five things are the strategic initiatives that I just find fascinating. And I love having conversations about, well, how, do, how exactly do you do client appreciation? You know, like how you say referral. Business is, you know, referrals are very important to your business. Well, how do you go about incentivizing referrals? How do you go about showing appreciation when someone gives you a referral, staying top of mind with your referral sources? How do you go about that? Those are the conversations I love having.
0: Awesome. All right. So we're going to dive into those five categories. Before we do that, though, I want to talk about something that we've worked together to implement. Um, As you all know, we do a ton of CRM automation work. So getting you into the system, getting these automated follow ups and whatnot. So as part of that, a lot of clients reach out to us about implementing a physical component to that automated outreach. So guess what? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we, met, we partnered up with Matt to allow for a lot of this to be automated inside of what you're already doing. So you add in that new lead, you list it as a referral from so-and-so, it can automatically shoot an email over to Matt's team. They can get a thank you gift on the way. The case closes, you wanna have you know, a package along those lines, it'll automatically shoot it over, get that stuff together. You want a shock and awe package for every new lead that new lead gets entered, et cetera. So we have all sorts of things we can do to work with Matt to get this lined up automatically inside the stuff you're already doing at your firm, which really helps. So with that being said, all right, we're talking client appreciation one. So Mm -hmm. walk me through, I don't know what's the best use. Like, are we talking, you know, the best examples you've had, or really, if you want to talk the methodology of coming up with what's the right promotional product to show that client appreciation whatever makes the most sense for you, then we'll do referral uh, referral gen, culture building, employee engagement, recruiting.
1: Sure. Yeah. It's, with the with, uh, client appreciation, <clears throat> as with any like gifting, right? Holidays are coming up. We're, we're all thinking about, oh, what am I going to get my wife for Christmas? What am I going to get my kids? You know, it, it, it all starts with knowing your recipient, right? So if we truly had the time and if we were truly going to get a personal custom gift for every single person on our list, like we do for our wife, our kids, our parents, our close friends and relatives. That's the ideal way of doing it. Don't get me wrong. I don't I don't order, you know, 20 of the same thing and then get want give one to my wife, one to my mom, one to my dad, one to each of my kids. I don't do that in my personal life. But the, when it's when it's between either doing that or doing nothing, the next best thing is to do something that at least gets to the heart of of, you know, of what's going to appeal the most to the most amount of people and so that's where we you know we have a conversation with our clients to understand their target market their brand how they like to come across um, what type of messaging they want to get across to their clients Um, and the you know just the 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 understanding their target market what's something that those people are going to appreciate and use on an ongoing basis so that it doesn't wind up in the junk drawer Um, so that, you know, for the program that you mentioned, which is specific to uh, to law firms for clients and strategic partners and referral sources, um, you know, we curated a list of products that are um, some of the things that are the top gifts for law firms to give to their clients. Um, so it's not the same products that we would do for a construction firm or for an accounting firm or so on and so forth. So um, yeah, there is, um, there is thought that goes into it to, to say, okay, you know, most firms that don't do the ultra personalized they do nothing don't do nothing do something and so we have to understand what's going to be the, the the most effective for the most amount of people
0: yeah and it's always it's amazing to me you know what you talked about in there about knowing your audience because like i was talking to uh, morris lilenthal or he presented on this and he was talking about they uh, putting together these calendars maybe it was him or bernard nomberg anyway they're in alabama So they had these calendars, it's got the Alabama football schedule, the Auburn football schedule, and how much people love those. But if you're sitting there in, you know, Maine or Delaware (laughs) or a state that's not as uh, bleeding college football, that may not have the same impact, even though it's the same item, even though it's the same practice area, even though it's the same firm size, even though, you know, whatever it is along those lines. Um, So great stuff.
1: I'm sure that doesn't go over too well in florida by
0: you jordan either well it'd be a, it'd just be a <laughs> lot bigger oh well that i mean let's <laughs> let's be honest at this point with what uh with what sabin's done as a dolphins fan you know i'll hold a grudge but <laughs> the guy's been successful um but our calendar would have to have you know six different panels on it these these days and probably still have alabama but it is what it is <laughs> um when you get into so the client appreciation side of it versus the referral generation. How does the thought process change with the gift?
1: Again, it all comes down to target market and knowing that target market depends what type of law firm you are. But if you're a if you're a B2C type law firm, personal injury type firm, you're 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 serving the consumer. Um, if you're a business law firm or if you're um, you know, if, if you're the type of firm that's that's dealing mostly in a B2B realm, you're working with business clients so that that target market and what's important to them and the type of gifts that are going to land best differ a little bit. So it's similar with strategic partners. When you're thanking a referral source as a law firm, now we're back into a B2B setting. Uh, we're talking about probably other law firms, uh, other you know, trusted advisors, which is a term I think is a little bit uh, overused, but, um, you know, other people that really have the ear of potential clientele, uh, maybe it's financial advisors, depending on the type of uh, law firm, maybe accountants, um, maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's doctors. I mean, it, it really depends on the type of law that you're practicing. But generally speaking, um, it's it's a B2B situation again, where you're showing appreciation to other business owners um, so that the type of gift that you're sending has to reflect that. So um, and again, I think, you know, uh, referral sources are sometimes lost in the shuffle. We often we have these two funnels in our businesses, whether we are aware of them or not. We all are very aware of our sales funnel. We know how many you know prospects need to go into the top. What our sales process is to take a prospect through our cycle to come out as a client out of the bottom of the funnel. We know our numbers pretty well with that. What we don't or, at focus
0: focus on, or at least you should,
1: or at least you should. What we don't focus so much on is the referral source, or just like this sort of nebulous relationship funnel of like all the people that I come up in contact with and how to identify who among those people is a good potential strategic partner and referral source and take them through a process so that they come out the bottom as a referral source who can feed the other funnel you know farther down than from the top of it so it's it's really understanding that target market as well and doing something to incentivize and show appreciation for the referrals that come from those relationships.
0: Yeah, I love that. So I love the the B2B versus B2C take on it. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously, look, if you can turn every other client into a referral source, if you can turn, you know, a, a one out of every 20 people that you you know come across into a potential referral source, I mean, you're going to grow and grow and grow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, a referral source may never be a client, but I don't care if they're never a client, if they, re- if they feed me five clients a year, you know, that's, that's way better than one client who may have one project a year. So, you know, it, it really, that, that, those numbers and that kind of distinction exists in, in the legal profession as well.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'll take it a step farther than that. you also have like, I, I, uh, I call them Stacey Brown Randall calls them and I have jumped on at the Centers of Influence people who may not send you referrals, but may send you referral sources. So now like maybe there's that realtor, you know, who knows a bunch of chiropractors who connects you to, to send you clients for PI side. And now you've got, you know, somebody who's, you know, it's one thing to send you a couple cases. It's one thing to send you a couple people that each send you a couple cases. It gets exponential growth. And obviously, um, you know, you want to incentivize the referral generation and do a great job and make sure you're following your bar ethics rules and, you know, make sure you're, you're being a fantastic attorney, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But this can definitely be a part of it.
1: Those, uh, those chains of, of relationships and referrals fascinate me. I love, it. And and the longer you're in business, the the farther back they get where you have a client and you're like, wait a second, so-and-so was referred by that person who I met through that thing, who was, you know, introduced to me by that guy who invited me to this event, you know, and it's, it's, it's really fun mapping how that works and you know and 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 there's a science to that also um because it's not just about sending gifts at that stage it's also identifying where where is a good you know use of your time you know if, if they feed those chains that lead to referral sources
0: yeah and it was interesting um actually i guess i it was i was listening to Stacey's podcast so i just i'm gonna give her a second shout out so there's a difference between checking in and staying top of mind And the part that I love about that really good promotional product is that can be phenomenal top of mind awareness. You know, the calling somebody every 30 days, the swinging by the office every three months, the whatever it is, great. But a lot of times those get to be consistent. But for example, uh, and this is be super meta, this sits on my desk (laughs) every day. And when I have these shows, my phone goes on at this phone stand of, you know, double take promotions right here. So literally every time I'm doing one of these shows twice a week that I'm at the office, I'm thinking about Matt and Matt is top of mind with me. It's not something that he needs to send me every month. It's not a check and he has to have over and over, but he has truly sent me a piece of promotional product that fits my need, my culture, my brand, my day-to-day work, whatever it is. And so I'm constantly reminded of it without it being that super cheesy, like, Hey, any friends and family or (laughs) anybody else, you know, like that's how I get paid, uh, you know, whatever it is along those lines.
1: Yeah, there was no hard sell attached to that. I just sent it to you, you know, and it was, I I think I may have sent that to you along with a box of chocolates the first time you made a good introduction for me. Like, hey, thanks, here's something you might be able to use. And now it's sitting on your desk. So
0: it's a win for everybody, you know? And I thought it was a doorstop and my wife told me it was a phone holder. (laughs) And I was like, oh, makes so much more sense. I guess I
1: forgot to include the instruction manual. (laughs)
0: Like, listen, when when Matt first logged on, I was telling about how I walked into a tree and I am not the brains of this operation. So it is what it is um all right so now so we're talking externally we've got the client appreciation we've got the referral source generation now we're moving to kind of that culture building employee engagement recruiting so i guess we've gone from b to c to b and b back to b to c in some manner but like how does it change our thought process when we're talking about that gift giving internally to set this culture keep these employees recruit great talent you know is there a difference there
1: well, it it always all comes back to knowing your audience and knowing your target market. So, if your target market in this instance is your own team, your own employees, um, you know, you you have to know something they're going to appreciate. So, it 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 always goes back to that core principle. But you know, you, you mentioned the Great Resignation, and something I like to say is that no one's going to wear a, a polo shirt of their you know with their company brand on it if they don't like working there. So, there are foundational things that need to be done to establish a sound uh you know work culture um promotional products can certainly help and they can actually serve as a a sort of grassroots marketing effort and a a brand awareness instrument when people are proud to promote where they work and and proud to you know to um you know to to showcase um the brand of uh, of their employer so um yeah, I mean, it, it the the strategy um, to answer your question all starts from the same principle of knowing your audience, um, but it can be tied into diff- different things. You know, um, we as business owners are always, um, you know, trying new team building initiatives, or we have running jokes that you know go across our firm, or um, or just you know different things that we do, different areas of specialty, or different uh, you know projects that we're working on, and so you can even tailor. Um, an employee gift to something that you know is on theme with with another initiative you've done and something that's only identifiable internally but something that everybody else is going to get everybody's going to get a kick out of at the workplace so um it's about really drilling down to those things
0: do you draw a line between i want to phrase this right way like look i can buy shirts and force my office to wear them as their uniform if you will or I can give them shirts, and we sponsor a 5K. They we got we go out to an event, we go to SeaWorld, World, whatever it is along those lines. Like, is there a difference between those things when it comes to promotional products, or really is it just the expl- explanation of our culture if they're doing these things by choice?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a
0: significant difference.
1: Um, the the team building, the community service, the um, the just you know. After hours, uh, you know, or company retreat type of thing, where you know you all get together and you do something fun that's that's a little bit more relaxed and it's not work in the office. Um, Doing you know using promotional products to kind of supplement those efforts. That's something that's seen more as as fun. It's seen as a freebie. It's seen as something that's uh, you know a way to just to to deepen relationships and relate to our our colleagues um, and coworkers. Outside the the normal day to day function of our role, um, there the in terms of um, you know a company uniform requiring that you wear something showing off the company, um, there's an, there's there is definitely an advantage to that, but it, but it has to be done in a way that is tasteful and and also kind of on on personal brand for the individuals that you're. Uh, requiring or recommending do so. So not everybody feels comfortable wearing a polo shirt. Not everybody likes wearing a polo. Not everybody likes wearing a, a blazer. Not everybody likes wearing certain things. So what we've done for a lot of clients who wanted to implement some sort of, um, you know, company uniform or like Zoom meeting uniform kind of program is we'll set up a, a web store that they can share to their entire team with a few different options. and Everybody can choose something that's suitable to them. So if if I prefer to wear a quarter zip over a nice button down shirt to give a professional look, um, and have the the company logo on the chest or on the sleeve, um, you know I have that option. If I'm the type of person who wants to wear a polo shirt, I could do that. If I want to wear a Hawaiian shirt, like uh, <laughs> like you, you know, I mean, there's 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 lots of different options out there. But requiring that everybody fit into a box is something that I I would think more often than not is gonna, um, you know make people grumble about it rather than being proud and excited to get involved
0: and the loudest one of that will be my wife uh no but but seriously so we've done uh the the orange county bar association has a 5k i think Mm. we've sponsored it three or four years the first year we ordered the same you know unisex shirts and like all the all the ladies could not find and this was like my parents came in my wife's parents came in uh, some clients came over referrals or whatever like none of them could find a comfortable shirt i think they're super comfortable but like they're cut for you know, a fat white dude like me. Um, and so it was different. So then the next year we got like the lady shirts and then it went nuts. And everybody for like to this day, will send pictures of that shirt from like three years ago, like still wear it on runs. It's a great, you know, that's dry fit, It's got the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a cost difference. It was just us being stupid the first year and much smarter the second year to do exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, the promotional industry, like I said, I've been in this industry, I'm fourth generation in the industry, but I've even been, doing this within my company for 11, going on 12 years, um, the industry has come a long way and has been driven a lot by retail. So, you know, you're, the, the, in the old days, you know, 10 years ago, we were s- sort of emerging from the dark ages of where a promotional T-shirt was like a T-shaped, you know, box T that nobody wanted to wear. And now there are lots of great quality fashion forward, you know, comfortable, uh, you know, uh, shirts that are good for 5Ks and good for running and active wear and things like that. Like the industry has really come a long way in terms of uh, what we have to offer. There's a lot of retail brands available as well. We do Nike, Under Armour, dry fit shirts for for clients all the time. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's it's just having that nuanced approach of rather than saying, okay, let's just, you know, treat this as like a mass purchase, um, you know, really thinking about, okay, who's going to wear this? who's going to be benefiting from this and, and how do we want to really have our firm come across um you know it's, it's just a little bit a little bit more thought that goes into it but the you know exponentially uh better result and and better um reception from the people who are going to be involved
0: well and there's the ability to jump on trends in a cool way you know I've got a have uh, got a pop socket from like Gray Robinson or something like that you know the I got a bunch of fidget spinners a couple of years ago from different ones you know now there you go. Yeah. Well, and then like the current one, instead of buying a nine-dollar stupid, uh, um, what is it with like the? It's the, the poppers, like the fake. It's not um. It's not bubble wrap. It's like the fake glass. Yeah, yeah,
1: my kids love those. They, they've got it. me
0: too, dude. Yeah. I like I thought it was the dumbest thing when you're paying like fifteen bucks for basically glorified bubble wrap. But then like you know I've got one for a uh, firm flex from Jay Ruane, who was a, a guest on the show a couple months ago, and like my kid and I will sit there, you know, doing the doing the popper thing. Like it's just funny to see the promotional product side jumping on a lot of the most current trends but to get an object that people truly like and will keep and will use and will enjoy
1: sure i mean those things are you know in a sense those are like stress relievers right they're good for mindful i mean there is research that, that toys like that are good for mindfulness they're actually very good for um uh for concentration especially for people with on the autism spectrum so there are a lot of like important uh medically backed uses for products like that but at the end of the day they're for for you know the the masses I, i guess you could say they're essentially a stress relieving product and i remember someone told me back when i was new in the industry they were like well nobody sits there and squeezes a stress ball when they're stressed the only way that a stress ball is good as a stress reliever is if you throw it at the person causing you stress so you know it's just this is the next iteration of a of a stress relieving product. But yeah, I mean, it's something that'll sit on your desk and it's not a hard sell and it's, you know, it's brand awareness. It's it's staying top of mind and you're playing with it with your kid. And, you know, it's so it's something that that it, it, you're talking about it and it's memorable, you know, so it, it achieved its use.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So as we get towards the end here, um, we're down to about five or ten minutes. Um, client appreciation, referral generation, culture building, employee engagement, recruiting anything else that you want to make sure you share with our listener watchers here any other insight we will have your final takeaway so make sure you leave a little bit in the tank but anything else you want to make sure we cover
1: <laughs> um yeah just uh the the fact that um logistics is a is a, a huge component of what we do also you know we talk a lot about how we're, we we are creative partners we're strategic partners to our clients um, but something that we also do really well, and I think you know a lot of promotional products companies have adapted and improved in the last couple of years, um, is the logistical management of a lot of these projects. So that's something that's actually pretty important in the, the program that we have set up with, with your firm for your clients. Um, the, at the end of the day, we're, we're all about making it as low touch and as easy to use as possible for the clients sending out gifts, right? Nobody nobody wants to be spending a lot of time implementing that type of uh, a client appreciation gift program. Um, you know, I've, I've spoken with clients in the past who They say, Oh, well, you know, we've got a hundred people. So I guess we'll, you know, we'll all take you know a few days and package everything together and then take it to the post office. I mean, that's, that's crazy talk. We handle all of that behind the scenes for our clients. Um, and that's something that's important, especially in this day and age where, um, even for, you know, internal, um promotion and and uh staff gifts uh many offices are not meeting all in in one location anymore um you know so it's important to have uh the ability to drop ship gifts to everyone's home address uh, or everyone's you know uh for for client gifts um for everyone's office's address or everyone's preferred address wherever they are um, so that lo- that logistical component is something that's really important It's something that we uh, we've worked really hard to be able to handle well for our clients
0: and that being, that being said, though, please, dear God, to everybody watching or listening to this, please, 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 don't call Matt in like 35 days on December 20th and be like, hey, man, uh, we got to send Christmas stuff. So like, well, can you get me on a 48-hour turnaround plus <laughs> shipping time? Like, please don't be that person. Like, reach out. Is it too late now? Can people still reach out? Like, they you know, can it, still do Christmas stuff it's now. Not,
1: it's not too late now, um, but this year with the supply chain issues that we all – we're all aware of Uh, we're we're, we've got our ear to the ground on that i think more than most given that it's just it's the nature of our industry um so there are definitely more limitations this year than in past years um so i mean my you know my encouragement for anyone listening who wants to get this going is you know get get it going now you know the the, the longer you wait the more limitations there are um especially if you're doing drop shipping to individual people um The you know the the shipping carriers are going to be just overwhelmed with with volume. They're already you know uh, crying bloody murder that uh, you know they can't get things delivered on time. So, but you know the other thing that we say to a lot of our clients is don't put so much pressure on yourself to make it a holiday gift. It's a gift at the end of the day. Okay, no one's sitting there you know looking at their watch saying, well I didn't get my gift from ABC Law Firm yet. Like what's the deal? You know it's a gift. They're going to appreciate it. They're going to say thank you for it. They're gonna be, you know, they're gonna have joy as a result of it whenever they receive it. So, you know, if don't put pressure on yourself and stress yourself out. And if you can't find the perfect thing available in time for the holidays, that's okay. Send a new year's gift, send something off time. I know that you're actually really big on that, not always sending something during the holidays. And you know, we we do a lot of holiday gift business, it's the nature of our business, but we we set up a lot of um of employee and client and referral source gift programs for clients of ours at random times throughout the year, because it makes more of an impact when you're not, you know, part of the the, the wave of, you know, a thousand other holiday gifts that someone's receiving. So I just say, let's, everybody, let's all relax, enjoy the holiday season. Don't put too much so much pressure on yourself. We'll always figure out how to make it work.
0: Love it. All right, so our next episode uh, is gonna air at uh, 2.30 on Thursday. So an hour after you watched this episode on Thursday, an hour later, we're going to have Jennifer Gilman on. Jennifer's going to talk about how one size does not fit all, finding the right firm for you. Jennifer Gilman is a uh, headhunter of sorts, recruiter of sorts, who basically helps lawyers walk through what the right fit for them would be when it comes to moving from one firm to another or leaving solo life or something along those lines to really find the right stuff for you. So to any lawyer watching this struggling with where they currently are and struggling with the uh, throwback culture building or office culture of where they're currently at, might be a great episode to watch Thursday at 2.30 Eastern time, one hour after you watched this show. And before I get into Matt's final takeaway, I do wanna touch on what we talked about at the beginning, what Matt talked about. We do have a system set up now where you can connect with Matt's products through us, through your CRM to automate a lot of this stuff. probably not for Christmas stuff, more on that. As the referral shows up, as the lead calls you, as the case closes, things like that, we can get those uh, lined up and going inside your system without really any extra work from you all. So if you're interested in that, please go ahead and reach out to drop a comment here, reach out to me um, or legalese. But that being said, Matt, you have shared so much with us here, but I want a little bit more. So for somebody who's been (laughs) listening for the last, I don't know, 40 minutes or so, if they remember nothing that you said, Except what you're about to talk here. What is that biggest takeaway, that most important piece of advice? It can be something you've already said, it can be something totally different, but how do we help more attorneys become the exhibit A of a successful lawyer? It,
1: it, the the term that's being thrown around a lot lately, which I, I really I'm really liking this philosophy is account-based marketing or ABM that is going, and, and that's the way I think we all have to treat our marketing initiatives. And so that's what this is all about. It all starts with knowing your target market, understanding each client and and almost writing an entire marketing plan for that client, right? So you identify your ideal client persona and you create your entire marketing strategy about that persona and that's where you start. So you mentioned in my bio at the, at the beginning, I also write children's books. My second book just came out um, and so You can see that at my website, mattdeutschman.com, which you said earlier. But my target market for my children's books are my kids. They're five and three. I write a book. I test out every line on them. I make sure that they like it. I gauge whether or not it lands. And at the end of the day, I don't really care how well the books sell as long as they like it. And that's my they're my accounts that I base my marketing off of. You know, if they like what I do, I know it's going to work well for other kids their age. So it's the same thing in marketing. You have to identify who your target persona is, and then test out your efforts on that persona, and and really strategize, work backwards based on that ideal persona that you're going after.
0: But here's the thing: I mean, like in essence, isn't account-based marketing really just relationship building on like a B two B level?
1: Yeah, I mean it is, right? I mean that's that's it's all about just knowing the person deeply. Well, how do you do that other than just Building a deep relationship with that yeah. person. I mean, it's it, it's a it's a win-win, 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 win. Whatever. Like the deeper a relationship, the better you get to know your client or your referral source, center of influence, all the, the 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 different you know personnel that we've talked about in the last forty minutes or so. The better you get to know those folks, and the better you understand what they would appreciate from a gifting standpoint, the better the, the, the most the more effective the gift is going to be. And the better it's going to achieve its desired results of standing out, staying top of mind, incentivizing, showing appreciation for um, that business and those referrals. So it's
0: really at the core. All right, everybody. Matt Deutschman, double take promotional products, uh, double take promotional marketing, talking to us about promotional products. Sorry, I'm getting my words jumbled Mm -hmm. here. Um, Client appreciation, referral generation, culture building, employee engagement, and recruiting all of that stuff that we have touched on and really just touched on the surface of because there is so much to this going back to exactly what matt's hammered a bunch of times building that real relationship and truly and genuinely understanding what you're trying to get out of this so thank you so much for being us, with us matt thank and you. uh we got the links for everybody and hope to chat with you soon
1: all right thanks very much i enjoyed it appreciate it